Hi and welcome. Welcome back to Misilat Yisharim, Path the Just. We are up to chapter 6, which is the next midah, the next attribute, the next trait, character trait that a person has to have. The first one we spoke about last time was zihirut and how to prevent it. And how to prevent, uh, excuse me, zihirut and how to prevent the things that keep you farther away from, from vigilance. Now we're going up to Zrizut, which is diligence, being hasty to do mitzvot, and uh, putting in the real effort. Okay, here we go. Achar hazirut yavo hazrizut. After a person has zirut, vigilance, a person can then have diligence. Right? Ki. Because Zehirut, the vigilance, goes on the Lotase, which means on the negative commandments, everything that you shouldn't do, because you're always careful. You're Yirat Chet, afraid of sinning. You're always careful on not to do anything wrong. But the diligence, putting in the effort and being hasty to do the mitzvot, that has to do with the positive commandments. And it says in Tehilim, Sur mera va'asetov. There's an order. Sur mera, run away from evil, va'asetov, and do good. Run away first, and then do good. Right? So what was first? The zirut, being careful of the bad. Uh, asetov is, make sure you do good with diligence. Now we're going to define what zrizut is. shel hazrizut The essence... Of zrizut, the essence of diligence is clear. Shehu inyanam. It's being hasty to do the mitzvot and to complete all the things that they involve. So it's not that there's like a basic, uh, like there's a basic completion of a mitzvah, but then there's the stuff that surrounds that completion. There's other stuff that a person should do, can do, can do, should do, both of them. That a person should should complete. And that's why the sages say in this language, in the Talmud, people who are zariz, people who are um, diligent, are uh, are hasting or they are hasting to perform the mitzvot. So just like a person is, um, just like a person needs uh, perception, as in foresight and, and seeing what's going to happen, to make sure that he's not say, that he's not taken over by this evil inclination, and to escape from all the evil, so that the evil doesn't dominate him and, and, and goes in him and changes him for the worse. That's how can So too. It needs perception and foresight. So, just like a person has to make sure that he's watching out from all these bad things that he shouldn't be doing, he should also be watching out of how much he should do with the mitzvot. And that makes sure that he doesn't lose these mitzvot. For because the evil inclination is... Using a lot of his effort, he's using strategies and he's trying with the different tactics to make sure that a person falls in the webs of the sin. 
כן משתדל למנוע ממנו עשיית המצוות ולעבדה ממנו. So just like he's, he's trying to make sure he's getting us to sin, he's also making us not do the mitzvot. So there's two sides. There's two sides to looking at it. There's sinning, and there's also not doing mitzvot. So if you're not doing the mitzvot, that's prevent, the Yetzirah is preventing us from doing the mitzvot, and the Yetzirah is, is trying to make us sin. So he's trying to withhold the, the, the mitzvot from us. But if a person relaxes and he doesn't, uh, he doesn't become careful, he doesn't, he's not vigilant anymore, and he becomes lazy, and he doesn't strengthen himself to go after the mitzvot and, and make sure he's holding them and, and never letting go, if he's not strong enough, he'll become empty and he, he won't have anything to help him. It's interesting. Natural tendency of a person is very slow, very sluggish, lazy. The, the earthiness of physicality is dense, very dense. That's why a person doesn't want to do any work. Natural state of a person is to not do work. Why are we working? We're working to rest. Why are we moving? We're moving to go to bed. Why are, we, why are we doing things? To rest. We don't want to work. That's our natural state. But if a person wants to merit in the service of the Creator, he has to make sure he goes against his nature. And he becomes stronger and he becomes diligent. Because if he leaves himself to this laziness, he's not going to become, he's not going to become successful at all. And this is why Rabbi Yehuda ben Tema says, like I said in last class, You should be bold as a leopard, light as an eagle, swift as a deer, and strong as a lion, to do what? To do the will of your Father in heaven. This is what we have to do. This is something we say every single day in the morning. We have to make sure we embody this phrase. And so, the sages also listed that certain things need chizuk, they need reinforcement. Studying Torah and good deeds, without reinforcement, you become lazy in it. And it, need, it, need in, it says in an explicit verse, you should make sure make yourself strong, make yourself fortified, to make sure you do and observe all the commandments of the Torah. Because you need a lot of strength. Someone who wants to turn nature around, you have to you have to be strong. You have to do the mitzvot. You have to do the good deeds. You you have to put in the effort. You can't be lazy. And this is what Shlomo Solomon says in Mishlei. And he shows the, the evil of laziness and the destruction that it brings. And he says in Mishlei. Uh, a little bit of sleep, 
a little bit, uh, literally slumber, sometimes holding the hands to recline, as in like going like this to, to, to fall asleep, and your poverty will come like a traveler. You become poor all of a sudden. And your lack, your chesron, your, your, everything that you're lacking will come like in, uh, an armed person, like a warrior. Even though a lazy person is not actively doing evil, he brings evil through being passive. So he also says, someone who grows lax and he grows relaxed and he's not and he's being lazy in his work, he's a brother. A brother to the master of destruction. Even though this lazy person is not destroying the evil actively, and he's not doing this evil actively, but don't think that he's being far from the person who's actually destroying. Even though he's not actively doing it, he's very close. It's his brother and his comrade in war. He's as if he's almost as if he's destroying the world. So now he's going to explain it, the, the, the damage of a lazy person with a, a metaphor. Something that happens and unfolds every single day. So it says in Mishle, so this is the, this is the passage. I pass by the field of a person who's lazy and by the vineyard of a person who doesn't understand. And the, the field and the vineyard was overgrown with thorns and uh, uh, literally nettles, but, but thorns and, and vines covered its surface. When I saw this, Shlomo Amalek is saying, Solomon is saying, I took my heart to understand, I saw it and I, I, and I took the Musar, I took the lesson. And the lesson was the, the quote that we quoted before. A bit of sleep, a bit of slumber, a bit of resting brings a person poverty, brings a person lack. So the, the Ramchal is going to explain it in depth. So aside from the actual simple meaning of the verse, which is true, as, as, it's, as you read it literally, which is actually what happens to the field of a lazy person. If you don't cut your field, it overgrows. The thorns grow, the vines grow. So Yalkut Shimoni, the Midrash, the sages bring... Uh, a, a lesson. So, the, so they bring a metaphor that this field is actually the person's, this lazy person's knowledge of Torah. So this, uh, this field is overgrown with thorns. What does it mean, the Midrash is saying, what does it mean when a person has overgrown with thorns in his Torah knowledge? That he wants the explanation of a certain passage, but he can't find it. Because he didn't put enough effort. So it's covered in, uh, in nettles, in, in thorns. He didn't, he, didn't, he didn't put in the effort, he didn't study in, in Torah. 
Eventually, he comes to sit in, in, a, in a place of judgment where he rules something that's Tameh Tahol and something that's Tahol Tameh, which means pure and impure. So he'll, he'll say that something is pure when it's actually impure, and he'll say that something is impure when it's actually pure. Totally opposite. So he's going to be so confused, and he doesn't know what he's talking about because he doesn't have enough effort to put in. He doesn't put in the effort to understand what the law is. And he'll break the fence of the Torah scholars. Because it says in the, in the, in the pasuk that we're quoting, it says that the, the stone fence was broken. So what are we uh, using as a metaphor? It's, it means that he's breaking the fence of the Torah scholars. So what is a, a fence? Usually a fence, but when we say gedel, we have certain laws that surround our uh, uh, basic, basis of our laws. We have certain laws that make sure we don't do anything that eventually bring us to something bad. And these fences, it says that he's breaking these fences. The lazy man is breaking this, these fences. So what's the punishment of a person who breaks a, a fence? Who breaks a fence? Shlomo Pershu, it says in Kohelet, The person who breaks a fence will be bitten by the snake. We're going to explain it further. This uh, destruction that he brought upon himself, the, the evil of this lazy person, it doesn't happen at once. It happens slowly, slowly, day by day, hour by hour. He doesn't even realize it. He doesn't even feel it. He's drawn from one level of evil to the next. Until he finds himself in the lowest of the low. So now we're going to go back on the Midrash that we mentioned in the Torah study and how it changes his knowledge of the Torah and what happens when a lazy person becomes lazy. What happens to them? So he's going to go into it. So the person... So what's the first step of a lazy person? The first step, he slacks off. First step, he doesn't put in the whole effort. And what does it mean, the effort, the effort of studying Torah? So once he doesn't put enough effort of studying Torah, he doesn't know as much Torah as he did before. Now he has insufficient amount of Torah knowledge. And now because he's missing this knowledge, when he's going to learn eventually, he won't understand what he's reading because it doesn't have the knowledge. But if his evil would stop there and he didn't go further and if he picked himself up, it would already be good enough. But if he continues to grow worse and worse, because in his desire, even though he doesn't have the right knowledge, doesn't have the right learning, that he wants to complete this passage or chapter that he's learning, he won't understand it. So now he doesn't understand the passage he's reading, and eventually he'll get to a point where he'll bring a halacha, a law, that's not true. That's, that's an isul, that's, that's not allowed. Which, what does that mean? We say before that he'll say something is pure, it's really impure. He'll say something is impure, it's really pure. And he'll destroy the truth 
and he'll make it turn around. And he'll violate the, uh, uh, the, the rabbinical laws and he'll destroy all the, and he'll uh, destroy the fences. Like I said, the fences, the fences, the gderim around our mitzvot, which is the protections that help us observe the Torah. And eventually his end will be destruction, elimination, because that's what happens to a person who breaks a protective fence. Like we quoted, he who breaches a fence will be bitten by a snake. That's destruction. That's the angel of death. Amal Shlomo, so Solomon says, So we said in the Pasuk before that Solomon said, When I saw this lazy man in his field with the overgrown thorns, I set my heart, I, I, I understood what, what happened. So now the Ramchal is speaking for Shlomo, he's explaining him. I contemplated this laziness. And I saw how evil it was. It's like a poison that spreads little by little throughout the entire body. And its effect, you can't see what's happening to you until the death. And so this is what it's saying, a bit of sleep. And what happens? That your poverty and your lack comes like a, a armed person, like a warrior. What happens is only a bit of laziness, a little bit of sleep, a little of taking away as you don't want to put in as much effort as you usually do. So what happens? Total poverty. Total lack. So now the Ramchal is going to explain how laziness is really bad for spirituality. We see with our own eyes many, many times. Sometimes a person already knows what he has to do. He already knows. He already knows how to change. <laughs> He's already been convinced of what he needs to do to save his soul. And what he's, re- what he's required to do from his creator. And even with this, he leaves it alone. doesn't want to change. He knows what he has to do. He doesn't want to change. That's it. Doesn't want to. He leaves it alone. Not because he doesn't know what he has to do or what he needs to do to complete this this effort. Not for any other reason. Other than that, his laziness, his his being sluggish and slow, becomes so powerful, and he's not able to do anything. And so he says in this pit of laziness when he's. Totally drowning in laziness. Ochal kima, or ishan kima, or kashe alai latzed mibeti. He'll say he'll give you a bunch of excuses, the ones that we've we've heard before, that that people who are lazy they don't want to study Torah, and and they give you excuses. Let me just eat a bit and then I'll study. Let me just sleep a bit and then I'll study. It's difficult for me to leave the house. To go to pray or to study, I just I just took off my shoes. I just took off my coat. How am I supposed to go? I just I just took it off. Come on, I, I just took it off. I just took off my shoes. I don't want to go anymore. It's very hot outside. I can't go. It's very cold outside. I can't go. It's very rainy outside. I can't go. Many of the excuses and, and 
reasonings that these lazy people are filled with in their mouths. And while they're giving all these excuses, the Torah is left by itself with no one to study it. And the service of the Creator is neglected. And he's leaving the Creator. And this is what Solomon says. Through laziness, the ceiling will sag, it will get lower, and through idleness of the hands, the house will leak. We have to do something. You can't put in 50% of the effort and just leave. Because eventually that will lead you to not doing anything at all. 100% of the effort, 100% of the time. If you ask a lazy person and ask him to explain, this lazy person will even, will even quote the sages. He'll quote scripture, he'll quote the Bible, he'll, he'll even make logical arguments. Excuse me. And all these reasonings which instruct him according to his uh, 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 perverse, uh, totally not right reasoning. He'll, he'll, he'll take all these reasonings and, and, and actual quotes to make it easier for himself to leave him himself in, in laziness. He doesn't see that these arguments and these reasonings that he's bringing they're not born of the right mindset, the sound judgment that he needs to make the right decisions. These reasonings come from his laziness. Which are slowly growing stronger within him. This laziness sways his judgment and, and his logic to believe these false reasonings. And eventually, he's not going to be able to hear the voice of the, the, the wise people, the sages, and everyone who are, have the right perspective and have the right knowledge to lead him to the right path. He's not going to listen to them. So this is exactly what Solomon is saying in Ta'am. A lazy person is wiser in his own eyes than seven people who are sensibly reasonable, that they're, they, they're making sense. Which means that a lazy person, you can't convince a lazy person. A lazy person is always thinking that he's right and he doesn't have the right reasoning, but he won't take anyone else's reasoning. Why? His laziness doesn't even let him Consider the words of other people who are trying to give him a lesson. He thinks that everyone else is misguided and stupid. And he's the only one that's actually wise. But it's actually just the opposite. He's the only fool and everyone else is wise. But he won't listen because he's lazy. So how do you avoid this cycle of, of being lazy? You should know that this is a big rule, big principle that's true in acquiring this skill 
of, of, of staying away from improper behavior. Every leniency requires an examination, an investigation, to make sure that it's a right leniency. Even though this leniency that you might have is correct and it's proper, it could be, even though it's, it's, it could be correct and proper, but it, it still could be from the, from the evil inclination and from the deceptions of the evil inclination. With the most exact investigation and thorough questioning, you have to test this leniency. Is this leniency really true? Is it good? Is it correct? Is it proper? And if after all these examinations and investigations, that this leniency is actually okay to have, then you can say that it's good to have this leniency. So Ramchal is uh, uh, saying, what, what do we say A person has to have diligence. He has to be hasty. He has to, he has to hasten himself towards the mitzvot. He has to strengthen himself to make sure that he's, he's fast and he's diligent. He's fulfilling every single uh, uh, um, obligation that he has to fulfill the mitzvot. How does he do that? He has to remove any other type of, any type of laziness that prevents him from doing these mitzvot. How do you become quick? You remove your laziness. So Ramchal is going to speak about Zerizut. He's going to speak about the angels. The angels are praised with this trait. What is this trait? Being Zariz. Being diligent, being hasty. It says in Tehilim, the strong warriors who do the Creator's bidding to hear the voice of the Creator's word. And it says in Yechezkel, in Ezekiel, the chayot, uh, which the angelic, so it's, it's, it's another word for angels. The angels ran this way and that way like a flash. We see that the angels had this strength, they had this diligence. But what to do? We're people. We're not angels. What are we supposed to do? You can't, it's impossible for you to become an angel. You can't get this strength. However, whatever you can do, every single uh, percentage of effort that you put in, he should become as close as he can to, to, to getting to this angelic strength. And he should strive closer and closer to the Creator. And so King David would praise about his part in Tehilim and he would say, I hastened, 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 and did not delay. I did not delay to keep your commandments. He was Zariz. And the angels are Zariz. They have this strength and Zrizut to get to a certain level of being I gotta do this mitzvah now. I gotta make sure nothing is stopping me. Right? So, what are we supposed to do? We're supposed to get rid of our laziness. We can't ever, we can't ever put in 80% of the effort, 90% of the effort, 100% of the effort, 100% of the time. That's the rule here. That's what zrizut is. 
when it comes to spirituality, when it comes to studying Torah, that's what you have. That's the mindset you have to have. Otherwise, you become lazy and you fall into the pits of darkness. It's 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 not worth it. Totally not worth it. And you won't realize until you pass away. And then you understand that your whole life was laziness. You got to change now. Now is the time to change. So with this, we can hopefully change. Coming to Rosh Hashanah soon. And this is the time to take 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 the time to, to change. Take the time to see what you what can you improve where you're lazy. What can you improve where you don't want to do do the effort? We don't want to put in the effort. Just think about it. A few months of the day, doing saka. Let's say giving charity or uh, doing kind things for other people, doing good deeds, masim uh, tovim, mitzvot, Torah study, studying Torah, taking ten minutes every day, not not just like scanning and just you know. Let me just do it quick. Let me just. Yeah, okay, I'm finished. Let's close it and let's go. Okay, you get, take the time. This is time between you, your soul, and the Creator. Take the time. So with this, we can get to Rosh Hashanah with, with Zrizut and diligence and, and strength. Thank you. <laughs>